judging all you guys now. How's your? We pers- have a random yeah. alpaca. I don't know if that's an alpaca that. or a llama. But how's your perspective now? <laughs> you guys, I like it. You guys, We're pretty weird. New things from you guys. We're pretty weird, man. Do you guys, you guys seem very quiet when you guys go to the gym. Very quiet, very to yourselves. Yeah, I'm judging now. And then you walk in here and you're like, we're pretty reserved who, people. Who the fuck are these people? Exactly. Like, where is Alex and Samantha? We're very reserved. We normally are because when we go to the gym, it's like early in the morning or late at night. And yep. you're just like, that's when I'm, I'm ready to go home. Either early in the morning when I'm training. Yeah. Or at night. So. That's it. That's all we. That's all we. Um, that's the only time we're there because we work out in the mornings. And when we don't work out in the mornings, we're either. Working. <laughs> working. <laughs> Sorry, dragging your phone off Why the you table. Because dragging your phone off the table created a lot of feedback. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no you're fine. Yeah, dude, we're alive. recording oh, right snap. now. I was very sneaky about it. I didn't even notice. I know. I like it. I like it. So wait, where's this tattoo behind you? Oh, this right here? Yeah. It's a treble clef with a drumstick across it. But what was the... I forget what the symbolism of it was. I remember you told me I, once. I used to play drums when I was younger. That's right. I used to love That's playing right. drums. I love, like... I grew up listening to a lot of rock music, a lot of heavy metal music that required drums, beats, stuff like that. So it just... It was, like, one of my very first tattoos that meant a lot to me, just music. No, you're good. You're good. I'm just adjusting. I'm adjusting. So, you see those spikes on the screen? Uh Uh-huh. You see they're starting to get, like, really big and touching the top and the bottom? Because you're on the top and I'm on the bottom. You see how it's touching the top and the bottom? Yeah. And then it goes back down? You want to kind of be in that middle space. Not too high, not too low. Yeah, not too high, not too low. It's it's your voice, so you're going to go up and down, and you're going to move further away from the mic and whatnot, so it's cool. So which one am I? Am I at the top of the You're the top. Okay, top. Yeah. I know, it's such a complex program. But, okay, before we go any further, Jordan, how you doing the name, man? I'm alive and grateful. How about you? What is... uh, I'm good. What... So, you, what is your role at World Gym? As of right now, I am. As of right now. As of, as of right, right now, now, I'm just front desk. Front desk. Yeah, help. but I can vouch for you. You do a lot more than that. I can vouch for you. There's a lot of good things in the works. With your being an employee at World Gym, and then World Gym, the local locations at least, posting about your transformation. So, you said that took you a year? Yeah, it took me... Uh, it's been more than a year. Like, I've been trying to help with my health, my weight loss, but I really got serious about it in April last... You're fine, just keep talking. Last year. April of last year? Yeah. Okay, that's not bad. So... Did you know that I was overweight? Did you know that? No. You didn't know that? So I did the same thing that you did. I was my freshman year of college. I had this period of time throughout my first two semesters of academia at the university where I gained an extraordinary amount of weight. And I ended up being 290 pounds. Wow. 293 pounds, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, so I was heavy. Um, But that's why it's a big reason why I wanted to have you on today. Excuse me. Is so we could talk about it because it's something that I went through. And now that you did it, I'm like, I kind of want to talk about it. That's because you're the only, because there's a lot of people who lose weight, but there's only so many people who do it in such a way that it's valuable. You know, you weren't, you didn't join the military. You didn't do this, right? You just kind of said it was enough. Yeah. That was it. That was all there was to it. And very few people do that. It's always usually triggered by something, whether (laughs) they're triggered by their insecurities or they're triggered by their job or a bully or, you know, but you just kind of what woke up one day and like all right so it was this is it. it was it was, it was kind of uh, i don't know how to explain it so back in april of 2021 during the whole pandemic everything was going on um it was at kind of the end of the pandemic but um i had a problem um i was drinking i was smoking a lot and then i found this 
I went to doctors because I was having this hard trouble. Like I had this lump on my leg, and I was like, like a lump inside, like, like under on the skin? my leg, like under the skin, just moving around. Like I would move around the lump, like I could literally Jesus. like this lump, and this is my leg right here, and it would like just move around up and down. What the hell? Yeah, so what? I was like, okay, and this was around the time when I was smoking, drinking, all that, doing all that. So you were you weren't like experiencing a lot of physical trauma. You were just fighting. Like this just came because yeah, think, just because of just, all these unhealthy yeah, things that you were doing. All my like my life, I wasn't eating. I was like two plus two fifty plus. I was super Which is incredible. That's a lot of weight. Um, and I just so I just went to the doctor. Not even tell my parents. Like yeah. until I got it, and they were just checking, checking, checking. They first told me that it could be a benign tumor. Yeah, benign. I think mm-hmm. that's the word. Yeah. There's, there's a difference between benign and the other one. I know what you mean. Benign just means that, yes, you are experiencing these symptoms, these things yeah. are happening, but at the same time, it just means they're non-cancerous. Yeah, so they, I think it was benign. Yeah, I think that's the word. I'm going to pull that up. Keep talking. Uh, yeah. So the, mal- I think that's the word. Malignant. Good word, Samantha. It's, uh, there's nice. nine between the two. One is like... Oh, it's non-cancer, so one is potential to be cancerous, but it's still like stage zero or something like yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was one of that thing was malignant. Um, I'm not probably. Um, yeah, malignant. Probably, yeah. But they told me due to everything, stress, I was living on my own, food, drinking, smoking, all that shit just made that shit pop up. How old? I was 20. I was 20. No, I was 19. 19. Yeah. That's so young, dude. I was 19. That's so young. And like, why would you be? Why should you be experiencing these things at such a young age? I, you know what I, I mean? mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Though? Like, I, I try not to like. What's the word? But it's it's very realistic and it's yeah. very common. It's just not. It's like you would expect these things if you were you know older or if you yeah. had severe trauma from athletics or a severe injury from you know your uh, occupation or something. You, mm-hmm. You're just you were young and just practicing poor health habits. Really bad health habits. And so. So everything just started snowballing. Yeah. One habit after the other. Yep. I don't know. I was just, it was right? just, I think it was just school. Like, I was. I did not enjoy school. What were you doing? It was high school. I didn't do anything. I didn't enjoy high school. I didn't enjoy, I, I, it was right I, after I enjoyed enjoy high school. Yeah, that was 18, 19 when it happened. I didn't. What didn't you, do, what didn't you enjoy about it? It's just everything. Like, yeah. these classes, they just made you feel worthless. Yeah, I just I just did not enjoy it. So after high school I didn't really go into college. I just hung around with my friends, smoked, drunk, partied. Yeah. Until one so day. So you became kinda of like the party type until guys, you just didn't yeah, want to do it anymore. Kind of. Like it was so bad. It was so bad. Are you from here? From Maryland or from America? From Maryland. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been in Maryland since two thousand eight. August eighth, two thousand eight. That's all I know. What about in high school? What about my you went to high school? Oh yeah. Um, in Maryland? So I, I grew up in Prince George County, all my elementary school years then I moved to Upper Marlboro for like one year and then after that I moved down here for my middle school year and high school year but the problem was that we were moving every single year that I could not stick to a high school I went to Great Mills then Leonardtown and Chopticon then back to Leonardtown then I think back to Great Mills and then I graduated from Leonardtown again in high school? yeah why did you jump so much? because my parents we don't have a house we just kept renting oh got it got it got it every year or every like half year we just kept moving that was very common with the because when I when I moved here I was originally a uh, teacher and so um, in addition to my fitness career they said when I was talking to some officials especially before the school year they said that was a big thing like expect kids to not because of the kids but because of the parents and the families quote unquote families right it could be just at the very least the best friend and they move around a lot there's a lot of what do they call it, it starts with a T I forget what it is I'll remember it when it's unrelevant transfers. 
transfer students? Yeah, but it's like I don't know. I don't know. I'll think about it. No, yeah, but it was um, it was hard making friends, and that's why I hated high school because I was just mostly by myself. Yeah, because I, I didn't really care about making friends because I knew like the next four or five months I was gonna move again. I was like, fuck it. That was why. Pretty much. So I just after high school, um, I started after I started working and I actually got like my work friends. That's when I started partying. I started doing everything that all the high school students were doing. I started doing late after high school. I see that a lot. I see that. I've seen that a lot. The more yeah, like, when I'm out of college, because it's like, so I went through Catholic high school. I went to Catholic high school, went to WVU, did five years, five years there, got out with my grad degree. And then coming out, even though we moved to a different state, we're still in the same region and we're still at the foothills of the same mountain range. So it's not like we went too far, but it was far enough from where we had originally come from to the point where we were now, just as you're saying, experiencing people in the same age range, the same experiences, the same situations, but they hadn't gone through those university years. So even though those things are very often in the university setting, it needs to be understood that it's actually even more common, especially the further we go into the future and move forward, especially in 2022, the universities are having more and more problems and becoming less and less credible, more and more political, and so, or, you know, especially in the, especially in view of science and their inclusion of religion and how that, you know, that's a whole rabbit hole in itself. Yeah. But the fact that we went to the university, had those years, and then came out, and now are experiencing people who hadn't had those years. So socially, it puts you in a little bit of a spot, right? Because now you have to sort of remember what you were experiencing and what you had to do with your friends and then apply that in a very mature way yeah. to without you know so you don't come off as a you know as an ass you know to everybody <laughs> yeah. is it is that is that weird am i saying it no, right i understand because it's just a very weird thing and the fact that you said it was very it kind of jogged my mind but continue no yeah um what were we talking about it was um so, yeah the whole life, yeah, the high school stuff after high school i just it was not good so after the doctors told me that due to my habits due to the lifestyle i was doing if i kept it up it could get worse how worse like cancer is worse yeah so i was like damn did you know you already have cancer cells um yeah so we all i know we all have cancer cells they're just everybody's dormant, born with cancer I guess, cells i guess yeah the word so we like dormant or you're, sleep. Yeah, so they lay dormant. Yeah. Dormant meaning non-active. So if you, not dependent on age, geographic origin, anything. If you start getting bad habits like that, at any point in your life, especially yeah. at 19 years old, you can imagine how fast that's going to speed up. Yeah. All of the developmental cancer, cancerous uh things in your body right that's when genetic comes in so if you have a certain kind of tumor runs in your family or a certain disease runs in your I family was, i was just gonna say that hereditarily speaking in my family cancer diabetes all time yeah. all the, all that shit runs in my and family, let's be clear so. how do you think that stuff becomes genetic i don't know some things can become genetic so like say i have a very fit family my family doesn't have a, my family does have some exposure and proneability to diabetes depression uh alzheimer's is a big one for my family around 50 50s to 60s is usually when a lot of people in my family start to kind of lose it, especially when it comes to short-term memory, mm -hmm. which is very sad, very horrible. You know, that also leads with if we practice those healthy habits, it would cancel out 
yeah. so much. You know, Alzheimer's is almost reversible in many ways, right? Especially if it's hereditary. You know, you decide about you know, your kin. You decide the health of your children. And your children's health then decide the health of their children. You know, um, like testosterone, another, yeah. another example. A lot of people don't know this. Um, I learned this. It wasn't from Carol Hooven. Carol Hooven is a professor at Harvard. But um, it was another person. <sighs> I got to look it up. She was covering testosterone and just mammals in general. Full circle, what it was all about was um, how your levels of testosterone get passed down to your kids. So yep. the highest level my testosterone is, the level my testosterone is at, when I bury my child, that is when that is that max level that your kid is ever going to reach naturally ever so think about it if you have you're prone to obesity you're overweight you're doing all these things so what if you kept if you kept all of the practices and habits that you did in your routine when you were 19 20 years old and you were gaining the weight and you applied that to having a kid you know what i mean that means that kid has not only all those problems but they're more prone to it and they have to deal with the genetic fact that their father had hormone issues and imbalances that he didn't solve. And now it's their problem. And it's going to keep getting worse every generation because your worst is their best. You know what I mean? I, I, I see it now. Like the way you're putting it. I like yeah. that your worst is their best. Yeah. So... I was the same way. I gained a lot of weight and I had to lose it. And I didn't do it in the most healthy way. I really didn't. I've had to do it multiple times because my cortisol levels were low, which we covered in the last podcast with Samantha. Hi, Samantha. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, so I keep gaining the weight. And that is the genetic factor that if you lose weight, right, your body wants to hold on more because it realizes you're burning off more and more energy. So it needs to store more twice as fast. So, right. So um, leading to most often people who lose an extraordinary amount of weight like yourself are now to almost twice to three times more prone to to gaining that weight back almost in half the time it took for you to lose. I was just told about that. And yeah, I kind of knew about that. Like, but I was mm-hmm. I was told about that um, by Rick. I thought it was just a theory. When yeah, I first that's heard what I thought. It. I thought it was just something like ah, oh, people just not, weren't taking care of themselves after. Yeah, no, whatever. Man. But Rick told me that. Um, our, Who's Rick? Uh, competitor. Oh yeah, 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 gym. We sponsor him. Yeah, he was telling me about nutrition and all that, and how he's like after his competition, literally like a day of or day after or two, he started eating stuff that he liked because he won. Congratulations, Rick! If you're yeah. hearing this, uh huh, yeah, 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 Rick, Rick, the California branch, right? Yeah, yeah, Rick. We have many bodybuilders who come to our California location, but Rick is one of the guys. He did he place? Uh, he won. He he won. He's gonna get that's a awesome. card soon. That's awesome. But yeah, he was telling me like he was literally showing me a picture before and after, and he literally gained like ten to fifteen pounds literally in the yeah. span of two days. That happened to me on vacation in 2018. When, because I cut down for my photo shoot, I never did a competition, but I wanted to do a photo shoot first to figure out if I really wanted to bodybuild. Yeah. And that's when, that's the lowest I ever got. I got 11 and a half pounds lower than I did, than I was walking in, like just muscle, but walking in like to my freshman year of high school. I got all the way down to, I think, 179.3, mm-hmm. okay. 178.179.3, something really in that small window there. That was the lowest I ever got, but I went to Florida the day after the photo shoot, I flew to florida and um with my family for a vacation and i sucked up all of it yeah all of it i gained 25 pounds 
in eight days. Wow. Because I just went straight from the strictest for months mm -hmm. to drinking it's, 25 beers a day and it, oh eating pizza. Like, <laughs> 25? Yeah. yeah well, I, didn't, I didn't care. I do have a high tolerance for alcohol. But that was also when I was still able to handle that kind yeah. of alcohol. I was still partying. I was, it was my junior year. Going into my senior year. I was going into my senior year of college. Like, I, didn't, I didn't care. You know, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be shredded. I'm gonna go to Florida. I'm gonna hang out with my family. I'm gonna be confident. I'm gonna have a great time. Cause we never go out or do anything or go to the bars or nothing. So it's not like I was involved with any of that kind of life or nightlife. But the point was to prove myself that I could do it. Yeah. And then I completely shot myself in the foot, in the leg, actually. Cause then it's handicapped me. And then I got injured twice Ooh. in a row. And now I'm here today, still with the same weight that I gained after that photo shoot. You know what I mean? So it's almost like if you find a way to maintain that without reaching too much of an extreme, especially like how you did it, where you lost all that weight. It's, yeah, mm. it's hard. It's like nutrition. It's like a lot of people say 70, like 70 to 80% of the battle is just nutrition. That yeah. 10 to 20% that you're doing in the gym, it doesn't mean anything if you're, no. going, if you're going seven times a it week. Matter. If you're not taking care of that nutrition down, you're not doing anything. And that's no. so hard. Like, I get home, especially as a Hispanic descendant, like, my family is cooking this nice meal, big-ass yeah. meal for everyone. Yeah. And I'm over here with rice and chicken in the corner that's crying. <laughs> just rice, chicken, and water. Without certain spices. Yeah, just the sodium plain rice, like. chicken, and water in my hands while everybody else is just enjoying themselves. And I'm like, I'm not at the point where I just want to sit in the closet and just eat so I don't look at the food. But yeah, it's um, it's hard. But um, I have my off days. You have your off days. But like I'm like, okay, I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna eat this. Do you believe in like cheat meals and stuff? I try to, but at the same time, like I'm still not where I want to be. So I try That's not so to have not a cheat a thing. meal. That is so not a thing. Cheat meals are not a thing. I don't <laughs> care who says it. Cheat meals aren't a thing. Uh, They're not a thing. Um, but I strongly believe in rewarding yourself. Yeah. A reward system is very important in the process, especially with the psychological aspect that goes into losing a buttload of weight really fast. You know, I mean, and the average person isn't really supposed to healthily, quote unquote, healthily lose weight more than eight to 10 pounds a month. Wow. To maintain healthy organs, to maintain healthy hormone levels. You know, like I did it in an unhealthy way. Why? Because it screwed me up. It screwed up my hormone levels. It screwed, you know what I mean? It tanked a lot of things yeah. and it put me in a bad place, even though I was where I wanted to be physically. And luckily, you kind of survived for that a little bit. Luckily. Yeah. Because you can come out of it, but the fact that you have to go through it sometimes is brutal. So cheat days, it's a... I try not to have some. At the, there's at a the lot end of, the day, of I do tell myself like... Yeah, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta enjoy the time that I have. It's fun. Like just... It's fun. It's yeah. fun to have cheat days with your friends and eat burgers and drink beer and you know what I mean? Like or do whatever yeah. your version of your cheat day is. I mean whatever. Great. I'm all about the collaborative nature of it and having fun with your friends and going places and doing things. You should eat good foods and diverse foods yeah. and enjoy yourself and reward yourself for hard work. But if you enjoy, because your body gets addicted to whatever you introduce it to, your body gets addicted to its environment. And so if you are doing nothing but providing it with a very strict diet and a very strict workout regimen and a very strict lifestyle, and you want to kind of let loose a little bit and reward yourself, don't drink a half a pint of vodka, you know? <laughs> How about you get used to disciplining yourself and eating like a steak? Yeah. 
right? And then, you know, find other ways to do that. If you want to add flavor, add salt, right? Allow yourself to have a higher sodium intake. So that's good. You need to hold water. Yeah. That's important for your body. There's a reason why salt has a... I mean, there were wars over salt clo- as close as hundreds of years ago. You know what I mean? Like, it's a... There's things that we kind of veer away from that... You know what I mean? So, like, that, th- that pink thing over there, lean back a little. You see that pink thing behind the fridge next to it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a Himalayan salt block. <laughs> I bought that because you can take it camping. You can use it on cast irons. You can use it on the grill. Um, you can use it on open fires. It's literally a block of Himalayan, Himalayan salt. Wow. And I bought it because I wanted to make sure that when I'm out and about, whether I'm camping or at a concert or... Yeah, there you go, Samantha. You got it. You can hold it. It's, a couple, it's you, only a couple pounds. Do you pounds. just, like, shave it off? Yeah, so you shave it off. You just take a pocket knife or whatever. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's just salt, Damn. man. It's like a break. <laughs> it's not plastic. You can lick it. It's I'm just not going to lick it, but... Melissa it's, licked um, it. Good to know. <laughs> she didn't believe what me. What am I going to so do with that information? It. Yeah. Uh, so do you, like, shave it off and whatever? Yeah, you cooking? just shave it off. Just, that's so cool. And you can cook things right on it. You can put it... You know, right on the grill and cook it on it. It's just all. Where did you get this? Amazon. Oh, you just order on Amazon. <laughs> you can find anything on Amazon. You can find a lot of good it's stuff scary. on Amazon. No, it's a scary. You look at some stuff. Yeah. When, like, They're here yeah. every day delivering <laughs> us something from Amazon. I always, I always sit on the Thank couch you. at night and um, do some things, and then my mind wanders, and then next thing you know, I'm on Amazon. <laughs> no, you can find anything on next Amazon. Next thing you know, the delivery guy is at my house the next day. <laughs> I think I order a sword on Amazon. A what? A sword. A sword? Yeah, and it's in storage. Oh, it's a sword? It's in storage. Because I, I think I was bored like a few months ago. <laughs> so like I was saying, um, my younger brother, he just got this random sword out of Amazon. And I was like, I want a sword. And I just bought literally the same sword that he has in like a, a different color. And I, I pulled it out of the package. It's an actual sword, like a metal sword. It's not sharpened or anything, of course. Oh, yeah. But it's a heavy-ass metal sword. How, how it long out. is it? I, I don't know. Say a couple feet. Like the length of this table right here. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So That's, yeah. It's like, I think not that It's long. literally just a yeah, it's like big a, knife. Pretty much. It's just a big knife. So I pulled it out of the package. <laughs> I played with it for like half a day, then I put it back and I put it in storage. <laughs> I just have a random sword just laying around somewhere. <laughs> Those would be those would be great to have. I just if you learned hand to hand combat oh, and you yeah. had a sword, imagine. Imagine how dang. I mean, there were. I forget what the group of people called. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. There's this. There's a group of. There was a U.S. military force. I think it was a marine. A marine unit who had. Uh, speaking of the military, I don't know if the mic's picking it up, but one of those jets we fly in overhead. Yeah, we live close to an, uh, two actually air bases, so we're we're pretty safe. We're pretty safe. But um, are we? <laughs> are, are we safe? Or are we a target? <laughs> are we safe? I don't like talking. About it. I totally forgot what I was gonna look up. Uh, something with the military guards. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I heard, I don't even know if this is for a fact. I'm just going to pull this up. DuckDuckGo for privacy. My dad, my dad loves using this DuckDuckGo. Every time he sees <laughs> I don't me use it all anything the time. else. I use Google for every, a lot of stuff. But Every time he sees me use anything else, he looks at me as like, pussy. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I use both. I I'm not like I'm not biased. I just I just like the yeah. privacy of DuckDuckGo. I know the statistics are a little bit better. I know there's some politics tied into it, but I like to use multiple things. So let's see. 
Let's see. USA. So USA Armed Forces that used swords. We don't need a Jamie. List of <laughs> weapons used by U.S. Armed Forces. Uh, Probably back in the day. Oh, okay. So according to history.navy.mil slash research online library, the men armed with rifles and sword bayonets except the eight lower members of the gun's crew who are armed with cutlasses. And quote, in 1904, the petty officer's drill book states that, and, and quote, CPOs and staff POs of a landing force shall be armed with cutlass and revolver. Okay. So at some point in time, there were naval forces for the United I'm States that... I had a friend whose cool. grandfather was in the Navy, and he has, like, his actual sword. Yeah, that's, like, then. the coolest. Yeah. Imagine if he had a sword kill. <laughs> like, gun kills aren't even that valuable anymore, just sword kills. No. Well, I mean, dude, it's a big reason I didn't personal. join... It's a big reason I didn't join the military. I almost joined the military. But a big reason why I didn't is because I have the understanding that there is a lot of technology that is coming out very fast, and there are military weapons that we don't even know about that are extremely advanced I don't really want to spend my whole time training and be risking my life and my family and be taken out by something I can't see, smell, hear or even have a chance or even have you know what I mean yeah. like there are there are hundreds there are thousands and thousands of people a year who are killed by unarmed drones yep you know yeah like how do you see that coming you, you don't, don't you don't you even don't. hear the missile coming you just hear you're alive done. one you're alive one second the you next get a couple seconds max you know what I mean? And that's if you're not at the initial explosion site. Yeah. Before it hits you, you have enough time to not look, but cognitively process. You're about, you know, there's an explosion near you. You don't know if you're going to be hit or not, but you know it's near you. And next thing you know, your lights are out. That'd be terrifying. And I didn't, I didn't like that. That kept me from doing it. That doesn't take away from the honor that goes with being a U.S. Oh, yeah. You know, a U.S. military yeah, man from any it. branch. Because they all serve a very important important purpose, especially reserves, too. Everybody serves a very vital purpose. Yep. But my, One of my sisters is in reserves right now. Oh, really? Yep. See, that's awesome. I mean, I come from a military family, too. My uncles, one was in the Marines, one was in the Navy. My great-grandfather was in the Navy. My twin brother is a second lieutenant in the Army. So it's it's very foreign. It's very, you know, living next to naval bases, you've grown up here pretty much your whole life. Yeah. There's a lot of military people here, but I just, I don't know. I, it was, the technology was just too much for me. I could do all the things in regular life as long as I made the right choices and surrounded myself with the right people to where I can practice those militaristic-like concepts and mm -hmm. rituals and routines without actually, actually risking my it. life on the yeah. line. Some people say that's very selfish. Okay. I, I don't mean leave it for the next guy either. You know, there's millions of people who are in the military who are very skilled, and I'm sure I would have been a great soldier. But it's just, it's just, it wasn't for me, and that's okay. Yeah, I just, I was gonna join the military after high school, and then I like, I just, I don't know, I backed out. I didn't want to. I, I wanted to be with my family. So, what was your, what did you do out of high school? Um, I just, I just worked. Um, I did truck driving around Southern Maryland. Then we moved again to closer to Mike there. I just worked. I did truck driving around yeah. Maryland for a little bit. Then we moved to Georgia because my dad got a job offer over there. Um, I did that over there for about a year. Then I moved back again because 
I don't know, they wanted to move back. So, like, my whole life, I've just been moving and moving and moving and moving. Never had to, never actually stay still, like, for more than a year anywhere. Yeah, just to, like, kind of piggyback going back to what we were talking about before, about moving and stuff. That's been my life after high school, just moving and moving and moving. And now my dad got another job offer that I don't want to say from Well, yeah, you don't have to. Because it's not 100%, so I don't want to, like, put it out there and be like, and my family here, and be like, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Sure. But, um, they're thinking of moving again. I'm like, I'm not doing that again. I'm not no. going to move again. That's why I'm, I'm currently like looking for a place and looking for stuff. Because um, I'm just tired of moving. I'm just annoyed. How old are you? 21. So you act, see, this is what, this is piggybacking on the university thing we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I'm 24. Going to be 25. At 21 years old, I was in the middle of my academic career. I was in, going into my junior year of college. When I was turning 21, in the very beginning of year, very beginning of my junior year, to think of where I was then versus where you are now, drastically different in every way. Yeah, I mean everybody's different. You're the way well, of I grew course, up and but everything is different. The way you grew up, and uh, it's just you know the fact that I took you know the paths. That's why oh, yeah. you're here. You know, you, you took one path, I took another path, and yet we still meet. And yet place. we still met in the yep. middle. So it's almost like okay. Do you really need the university to get that training to get to where you need to go? I mean, the, the answer is obviously no. You don't always do. Yeah. It depends on what you want to do, how you want to do it. There's a very, there's a lot of very valuable pathways that universities provide. But I think it's crazy that we took two individual paths and we ended up in the same place despite all these different decisions, despite age. It's not like we're only going to meet when we're at the same age, you know, because yeah. <laughs> it's never going to happen. But um, this is crazy. It's, okay, so you developed all these routines when you were 19 years old. Yep. And now you've come full circle and you lost the weight. Yeah. What now? I don't know. That's the thing that. I That's love the thing it. you don't know. Like it just, I just live my life a day at a time. Just whatever comes next, whatever comes next. So what do you want? What is there any like? Uh, what are your current? Do you have any like current goals and objectives? Just stay healthy. Just stay, stay healthy, healthy. to maintain out, what maintain you have. Life. My body, physically and mentally, just stay healthy. Monday through Friday, I work out. Even Saturday, sometimes. Are you surround with uh, yourself with people that are passionate about stuff? Or they want to help you push up forward. It really helps. That really helps. Because when I got the World Gym job, thank you to Melissa. She really she really helped me and, and gave me an opportunity to work with you guys. And that has pushed me a lot to work out, to become a trainer. Because before that, I, would, I never had in my mind to be a trainer. So this goes a lot further beyond just losing the weight. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, I lost That's the weight. That's what I'm trying to get at. That's yeah. what I'm trying to dig at. Is like, what else had to change about Jordan? What did Jordan have to do? Because, like, you know, as you have experience, losing the weight isn't just losing the weight. Yeah, you not. can't live in a house with people who aren't healthy when you're trying to be healthy. Exactly. You can't live with smokers if you want to stop smoking. Exactly. Especially if it's things like cannabis, tobacco. Or um, drinking. Yeah, or, or vapes now. Yep. Drinking. If, they have, if you're trying to stop drinking and every night during the weekends, you know, Sunday or Thursday through Saturday night, they're having some drinks, mm -hmm. even if it's just one or two drinks, that's going to derail your metabolism. Because yep. you, you can only metabolize one ounce of alcohol per hour. No matter how much you drink, no matter how much you eat, no matter how big you are or small you are, one ounce an hour. So if you drink one beer, you easily have two or three hours minimum. Yeah. Even if it's just a light beer, 
you just your whole afternoon you're metabolizing that one beer you know yeah so if you put that in perspective and then you have to deal with your environments and now you're starting to get yourself out of those environments yeah i got from my so you're genuinely happy i am just genuinely happy like i'm just living my day a day at a time or living my life a day at a time my bad you know that sounds really hippie-ish but well, it's true I mean, it's also cliche because I've heard so many people say it but it's so true like it's very true like I'm just happy like I don't I don't smoke I don't drink anymore um, which is awesome like I'll have like a like I'll smoke with a like family or friends like once in a while but I'm not That's like before okay. not like before I used to smoke every weekend I used to drink every weekend I used to go out party every weekend Were, like, with the smoking were you just like a uh, social smoker or did you smoke like by yourself too. A uh, social smoker. Social like, smoker. I, was, I mean, it's still myself, detrimental to your health. Was, it's not like yeah, that. It's okay. I was always a <laughs> social person, so like doing stuff by, by myself, I was like, eh, it's not as fun. Like, yeah, it's, it's not like, as fun. Yeah, so I just always do things with my friends. You okay? I'm suggesting. Gotcha. See, that's a big problem in the college scene. The social pressure to be a social drinker, to be a social, social smoker, smoker. Yep. a um, you know, a, you know, somebody who you know makes socialization very sexual that's a huge thing amongst universities and and kids that age and that target population you know everything not everything most things are very sexualized and it's all about appearance right if you have a nice laptop you have a nice car you have nice clothes um you have a toned body right you're not overweight you're an attractive person in some way in your own way and if you're not no matter what it's like you're gonna get picked on you know, yeah, I mean, but it, it's you, yeah. confusing because, like you're discovering now, you have to be yourself, and that is the time that you're trying to be yourself. And if you can't learn who you are because of your environment, you're gonna have to experience something like what you've experienced and are experiencing right now. Yeah, you know, does that make sense? Like, yeah, it's just it, it bewilders me that it keeps happening. It's something that's gonna keep happening, I think, because it's not something you can really teach. It's something that you, everybody learns through experience, awareness. That's awareness. all we can just do. Basically, awareness. Yeah. Awareness. It's just something that's going to keep happening so, until people get If you could, like, okay, so uh, <clears throat> when did, I know, I understand that you were 19, but when did you really start gaining the weight? Because you the weight goes think, on fast. I think COVID. Yeah, co- like coronavirus. That, yeah, I was already 19. Like, coronavirus yeah. 19. Uh, yeah, because before COVID, like I was already overweight, but I was like going out, going to work, hanging out with friends. Doing so you almost started, you really kind of started last, you know, in a way. Because it's like not like you started or, that fitness journey before COVID and then COVID caught you in the middle of it. Pretty much, yeah. So you know, I, like I like started, started when being, coronavirus kind yeah. of started to really affect your physical, your physiological yeah. health. Yeah, just like everyone, like almost everyone, like everybody got fucked over from this COVID when, in 2020 when it started. Yeah. And it just, in some way, shape, or form, I told myself, like, fuck this. I'm not. I was like 250 plus. I don't know exactly. 250 um, plus. Yeah. That's a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of weight. 250 yeah. pounds? Yeah. Any weight is a lot of weight, you know? I mean, that's what I tell my clients all the time. On, like, sometimes, especially after a weekend, they might say something and be like, oh, but I only lost a pound. Only lost a pound, right? Pound is... And I'll be like, nothing. okay, well, you ever hold a pound of you know, ground meat in your hand? 
You ever rice. feel? You ever hold a pound of something? Yeah, a pound of rice. Yeah, right. Like, something that's distributed, a little more volume dense. It's like you don't have a physical, metaphorical perspective of it. Mm-hmm. It's not like you have advertisements showing you. And you yeah. can look up. Like I encourage it. Look up adipose tissue on Google on whatever search engine you use because you're gonna see huge lumps of adipose tissue mm-hmm. in scientific pictures of like um, autopsy, autopsies, mm-hmm. things like that. And it's yellow and it's kind of spotted. And oh, it's yeah. really and lumpy like- and disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah, disgusting. Yeah, when I was doing when I was uh, doing my studying for the personal training and stuff, um, I was looking at pictures and stuff of like the uh, fat stuff, just different things about the body anatomy. And I think I saw that. Yeah. And it was just disgusting. It is disgusting. It is not good. No. No. And, and to put a visual with it is important. It's just like putting a visual with anything. Putting a visual with death. Putting a visual with fat. Putting a visual with drug abuse. You know, putting a visual with. Uh, in a successful life, people who made Mental decisions health. that yeah. didn't go down that path, who have good, you know, people who got, who kind of defied the odds, you know, and whether it's got pregnant young and still achieved their dream goals or, you know, any scenario, yeah. there's mo- there's an uncountable number. It's, it's, it, it goes too far. The number is too far. It goes to prove that, you, you know, you kind of full circle. You have now decided your own path, oh, right? Yeah. Despite the people around you, despite your past experiences, despite your current experiences, you're still trying to move forward. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I've learned that no matter what is thrown at you, you got to keep pushing because you you could sit there and cry about it. You could whine a little bit, but you got to move on eventually. So so if you want to be, if you want to take on personal training clients, how are you going to transfer what you have been experiencing and turn it into helping somebody else? figure out their journey and kind of navigate through what you're currently navigating yourself you're just a couple steps ahead that's, you know yeah that's, like, is that a good is that a good way to put it no no I, I understand I just I think I don't think I have an answer for that you don't have to have an answer just kind of looking it's to like, plant seeds here yeah. that's all this is about it's to promote you talk about your experiences how this podcast goes into what you're doing yeah. right how it promotes you how it promotes your story right there's a lot of podcasts out there about a lot of fitness stuff, a lot of mental, especially over coronavirus 19 pandemic. There is nothing more than podcasts and shows and social media and things that are health based, right? As people become more health aware, mm-hmm. but they still don't see the big picture. They don't understand micronutrients. They don't understand macronutrients. They don't understand the psychological struggle that goes with getting your mental right right the demons you gotta face the lengths that you have to go to every single day every meal every minute and it's not detrimental it's not like you want to you you feel like you want to just jump off a cliff you it's it's it sounds aggressive but it's really not it's just a constant thing Mm -hmm. it is the consistency that's going to provide you with your success that's what's going to determine whether you actually deserve that's right deserve to be rewarded or not it's a big part of the kind of give and take system that we've forgotten today you know consequences versus reality we can't we have a lot of people today 
that don't have consequences for their actions. So it causes a lot of ruckus, causes anarchy, chaos, mm-hmm. right? The complete implosion of a successful society, that's pretty much what's at its core. It's a core ingredient in that explosive device, you know? So when you take all these pieces and you put it down to consequences, right? Your reward system, your consequences, helping you figure out how to be the best person, how to achieve your goals, whether it's weight loss or academics or personal goals, whatever it is. Um, the ability to provide, and this is because we're branching off of people who are successful in fitness, yep. you know, who successfully lost the weight, like you and me, and are still battling that currently to yep. maintain keeping it off. You have to learn how to not only set your own goals, but provide your own consequences, right? Especially like Dejan was talking about leaving the military, how he had to learn how to set his own objectives, his own goals, how to attain his own mm-hmm. goals, and how he did it through bodybuilding. Fitness, like the army, and like many ways, careers, any occupation, it is their way of finding the light. It's their way of doing what they want to do. This is a big way of me. This was my next step, this podcast. My next way of achieving my next fitness goals, my next networking goals, my marketing goals, my entrepreneurship my entrepreneurship goals, mm-hmm. my business goals. And in keeping that part of me alive, this was that next step. This is what I had to do. And guess what? That made me make some drastic changes in my life. I had to quit a job. I had, you know, I had, I had to quit a job to commit. Mm-hmm. And there was a period of time where I had to find trust. I had to find trust in that I knew what I was doing. I had to find trust in that I was providing myself with the proper reward system and the proper consequences to my actions and keeping myself clean and disciplined so that I can stay clear-minded, open-minded, and focused no matter how stressed I got. You know, I just, I'm, I'm still going through my weight transformation too and that screws with my head. So my hormones are all out of whack. I have a lot of head trauma and I have a lot of genetic things too. And it just makes, it makes everything very sticky when you don't have people who know how to Discipline, and especially people who won't take that discipline from somebody or you're else. Surrounded by people that, but that's what you did. Yeah. That's not, this is my messy way of saying that's what you did. That is what you did. You surrounded yourself. You quit what you were doing, mm-hmm. and you can't, you literally said to yourself, you went to World Gym, and ever since you got this job at World Gym, this gig. Yeah. It's been smooth sailing. It's, it's been, been all calm on the help. eastern front. Every everybody at World Gym, Cali and Lauderdale has been very helpful. Yeah. Like you walk up to them, or they even walk up to you, and they give you um, advice on stuff, nutrition advice, just life advice, and that's just so helpful. That just like it was literally a one eighty from where I was at my last job to this. It was literally a one eighty. But you. This, in a way, was your consequence. You had to provide consequences mm-hmm. for your negative actions, which was detrimental to your health. It made you gain weight, made your health depreciate, yeah. you know, and you realize that and consequences don't always have to be bad, you know? Yeah. But the point is, is you set a line. You drew a line in the sand and you didn't let yourself step over that line ever again. And it allowed that alone allowed you to completely change your career path. Mm-hmm. You know, all, you got hired at a front desk position, and now you're killing it, and you're on your way to becoming a personal trainer. And I need everybody to understand that being a personal trainer is a hard gig. I take that back. Being a quality personal trainer is a hard gig. Being a quality anything is a hard gig. You have to know your shit. You have to know your stuff. And these people are relying on you and are right in front of your face, six inches away, looking to you for advice mm-hmm. in everything. And it includes life advice. It includes opinions. Everything. The gym. That's what they're there for. And they're, Therapy. Yes. And they want to go there so bad that they're paying you to be there. Yep. They're paying you. Because that is 
where they're at. And that's a smart decision because instead of going what many people like you and I went through, years of buying the wrong supplements, being around around the wrong kinds of people, whether it's party or occupational or both, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it extends so far you can't even go down that rabbit hole. But the environment that you surrounded yourself with was so effective on what you were doing that it changed everything else. It changed how you acted towards yourself. It changed your objectives. It changed how you looked at yourself. And that allowed you to cross over, you know, very metaphorically, cross over that bridge, you know? Yeah. Like you were you were okay with getting a little dirty and getting your feet wet and crossing that creek to the other side. It's not all clean and nice and dandy, you know? And being a professional and learning how to be a professional in a certain field and going them there, going for that goal from nothing is extraordinary to me. You know, am I, is what I'm saying making sense? Yes, yes. Thank because you. I feel like I'm just rambling. No. It's just we, to, we to do it myself sense. and to find somebody that I work with that I value to sit down with you in quotation marks them right to finish my sentence properly. It, it's mind-boggling to understand that months ago, not months ago, but recently in my life, I made this huge leap. It put me at risk financially, emotionally, psychologically, physically, Mm -hmm. but I made this leap in my life. And because of that leap, like I have multiple times, like losing the weight, changing different things about me, right? Hoping that I made the right decision. This is just proof that I have made the right decision. In many of those instances where I was, you know, whether it was any sort of substance or alcohol or anything, Anything that would affect my mental or my physical nature, whether for the good or for the bad, in all those dark places, walking home at night at 6 a.m. after a seven-hour bouncer shift, you know, or, you know, all those depressive rabbit holes, all of those drunk nights, all of those times where you just want to chuck the bottle at the window and jump out, you know? Mm. And you just, you know what I mean? Because it would be easier. It'd be easier to drop the class. It would be easier to put the weight down. It'd be easier to put on the sweatpants instead of the shorts because you don't want to look at your legs because you're unsatisfied with your legs. <laughs> or you don't want to wear a cutoff yep. because you're afraid of your arms and you don't like your arms don't suck it up find your comfort zone figure out an objective and approach it the proper healthy way and if you don't know how look for help you know so wait hold on what was your confidence like what was your what was your confidence like but even better where's it at now how confident are you confident in what sense just um like life or fitness or relationships all of it. or just the general consensus you, um, don't, you don't have to go into it no. but the the insecurities from whether it's psychological or physiological you've been going down this fitness journey mm-hmm. and a lot of people sort of generalize a loss of weight especially in a drastic measure to be kind of in combination with confidence boosting you know so um, do, I know what you, you know mean. what I mean so yeah. it has you has your it's a confidence it, my, my confidence has Your happiness levels gone up? Happiness level. Like my trainer, uh, Dijon, he was the one that helped me a lot. Um, he says, you got to keep in mind positivity over anything. Like, you got to tell yourself that you're going to do something, even though you might not be able to do it that day. You're going to do it, and it will eventually happen. Confidence helps a speak lot. Speak it into existence, Basically, man. yeah. You got to speak into existence, and that's what pushed me. Like, I kept telling myself, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And and, and if I couldn't do it that day, I gave myself some consequence. I was going to do 25 push-ups or 30 push-ups. Just keep pushing myself until I got to that point where I was doing things that I wasn't even supposed to be doing. Yeah. But I was just pushing them out. Just 
I was talking to one of my um, one of my clients is extremely religious, uh-huh. Catholic, I think. So like I was raised Catholic, so most of the time when it comes to Christianity, if I didn't experience it, I studied it. And so it's in, in at the university because I take that stuff into account a lot, and I know a lot about that stuff because I'm a teaching professional. So yeah. in being a teaching professional, you have to know things like that and take that kind of stuff into, especially as a physical educator and a health educator, um, into consideration. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to religion practices, like. I, for example, I can't have a kid running around um, in gym class if I'm teaching gym because I know that if I have him running around, if he has certain religious practices, he may not be eating breakfast, right? Or he might not be eating dinner the night before. Or, you know, he might be in a yeah. fast or you know, anything like that. A lot of religions have fasts. So just things of that nature so you don't, you know, the kid doesn't pass out. Gotcha. And the same thing goes with personal training. But uh, she wasn't in a fast or anything. But I was talking to her about the spiritual part of working out. And so when you think of it, from a religious perspective, often a lot of Christians refer to your body as like a temple, a temple, or the vessel. Yes, a temple. Yes, like the that. vessel for your soul. I'm Christian. And a lot and of oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm Christian. Uh, I'm, so I'm a okay, Christian. so we can talk about this. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, you're good. So that's awesome. I should have known. No, no, yeah, you good. I just my, like my parents and my family are like <laughs> strictly, very strict to it. Yeah. I'm very open. Yeah. Um, I always ask. I, I ask. I'm question. I question everything. Oh, Jesus. And they don't like that. They don't like that I question everything. No, I don't like... My parents don't like it either. And you're not questioning. You're just staying open-minded. I'm open-minded. Either way, the basic practices are still the same. You're supposed to learn... Exactly. ...and then apply. Whether it's years that go by or days, Mm -hmm. right? But also think about it this way. If you're constantly returning to the place, the temple, right? The place of which you are supposed to reconcile and commit your sins for forgiveness and to recollect and repent and join in a collective in song in him. You know what I mean? You're supposed to be part of this clean Mm -hmm. collective. It's almost like going to the doctor's office. You're going there to repent. You're there to get fixed, to get your fixing just like people do with drugs, just Mm -hmm. like people do with cheat days, just like people do with um, splurging on on different things financially. Yes, relationships. You have to find that thing that gives you that edge, gives you that purpose, gives you the reason. And you're not just open-minded. You're finding your purpose, right? Two most important days in a man's life or what? The day they're born, the day they figure out why. I said it last episode and I'll say it now. Or two episodes ago. And so if you're understanding your purpose on a spiritual level, which puts us apart as human beings from every other mammal, right? Yeah. Think about it. You can feel when people are behind you, but you can't see them. Even if they're a stranger, you don't know who they are. But you know they're behind you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you why do people why do people connect with animals? There is there is that realm beyond of which we understand at this current point in our reality where religion not necessarily but spiritually you need to have a sense of self. Not just because when you see the light at the end of the tunnel, you can repent and hopefully, you know, not die with any resentment. Mm-hmm. But to understand why you're working out, why you're at that gym, why you're with the people you're with, why you are the way you are, why you act the way you act. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's how I look at it, you know, because not only do I want to be healthy when I'm older, but, I, you know, it, you connect to everything when you understand in your sound spiritually. Yeah. You know, you connect to the earth. You connect to the people that you're with, even if they're strangers. It's much more easy to be nicer to people. It's much more easy to eat raw food foods 
Why? Because you know the rawer the food, the more you're going to be connected, the healthier you're going to be, the more nutrient dense your meals are going to be, the healthier you're going to feel, you know? Yeah. And so you go about your days and you have less migraines, less problems, less disease, less illness. You naturally end up not surrounding yourself with people who are extremely toxic and you tend to handle very stressful situations, especially long work days, a lot better. Why? Because even when you're tired, you're grounded. Yeah. You know what you're thinking. You know what you're doing. You know why you're doing it. You don't necessarily understand your purpose in this reality in your life, but you know that every day you're going to work your ass off to get to that purpose. Yeah. And it's a lot of reasons. A lot of it's a big reason. A lot of monks and very religious people are fit. There's tons of photos of a lot of certain I've seen kinds of monks. The monks very doing very like fitness crazy intense routines. They're, they're still grounded. Yeah, they're very grounded. They're healthy. They're strong. They can do what they want to do with their lives. If you're strong and you're able, I take that back. If you're able, if you're developed and you're able, you're not obese, you're not fighting illness, you're healthy, you're at baseline, and you're able, you can do anything. Yeah. You can follow any career opportunity you want. You can pick up any kind of box you want. You can go down any flight of stairs. You can go up any flight of stairs. You can go canoeing. You can go to the church. All that. You, can, you can do anything it's you want. You can get good sleep. And, and also physical, too. Like, yeah, it just comes full circle. And I guess that's why the spiritual sense is so important. But the fact has the fact that your Christian played into your fitness journey at all? And now that you now that you mention it, I don't think it has. Like, Do you think it would be helpful? Because I never when I when it came to working out, I never saw it as a spiritual stuff. I saw it as a yeah. mind and physical, and mind could be considered kind of spiritual. Oh, sense. of course. Um, yeah. I just never thought about putting like right. com- yeah, like uh, yeah. religion into it. Right. You can't. It's it's a wild concept, isn't it? Never thought about it. Does it make sense? It makes sense, but I never thought about doing it. Yeah. It, just the concept. The concept of being ground. Because it's so easy to get thrown off throughout your day. You yeah. know, if you're trying to lose weight and fight cravings in addition to fighting all of the stresses that you have in your normal life, you know, yeah. you're already juggling a lot. Even if your life isn't that complicated. If your life isn't that complex, in the modern age, you still have a lot to worry about. You have taxes. If you go to university, you have student debt. Just family. You know, you have family. You have all of your interpersonal. Because remember, your family is your tribe. And that's what we're genetically coded to do is be loyal to our tribe. But if you have a disturbance in your tribe... In addition to being exposed to an unnatural amount of people, even in a small town, every single day, if you're even especially somewhat spiritually sound, you're going to get a lot more easily overstimulated. You know, you're going to start feeling people's emotions. You're going to start kind of, the more you talk to them, understanding more of what they're going through. So you start to understand that and you start to process that. And then you got to worry about eating your meals on time because you want to make sure your metabolism doesn't get used to a sedentary lifestyle anymore. You're trying to get your metabolism out of that sedentary lifestyle. So you have to make sure you're eating every couple, every three to four hours, Mm -hmm. small meals, right? As much as your body demands. At the same time, you have to be listening to your body and you have to keep your mental in check and make sure you <clears throat> make sure you get good sleep you know there's yeah so then you have much. your taxes 
and your student loans and you're worried about your friends and your social environment and then you have to deal with confidence in the gym and what you're going to wear that day and will I be comfortable and confident wearing what I'm wearing today I don't want to look like a bum or you know you start asking yourself all these questions and then on top of that you have to deal with what makes you human man any mammal can get obese but what makes you human about it is the spiritual factor of it is the emotional factor you have emotions you want the acceptance of your peers you're going to want to be somewhat influenced by people around you or else you'll never be influenced by the positive of people around you you know but so that but that makes you more susceptible to bad people you know what i mean so yeah the human part of all of this is what really makes it complex. And I think in many ways that these sorts of pathways can be very key to finding your way along that fitness journey, you know, and then the right direction. Yeah. Especially for you because you are Christian. Yeah. And Christian practices are often very applicable in many other religions synonymously. Let me just have that proven. Thank you. And Christianity is based off of a lot of things that carry over from a lot of older religions. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So really all of the core practices that we have come to today, and this comes from a very, I have decades for as old as I am, literally decades from the second I was born. I was born into the church and baptized. Like I had reconciliation in second grade, and you know I did all the stuff with all this experience. And you know I served cardinals, bishops. Like we kind of went further into it than anticipated, and so it gives me more than enough credibility in that field to say that other religions as well, in addition to practices people commonly follow that aren't even uh, religious. And they've never been religious. No one's religious in their family. They just you know just common practices amongst mankind, one to the next. Very applicable, applicable to things that you're experiencing. All of this, you know, I think that could be your next step. Going down that rabbit hole. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, never, I, I do. I, I'm like convinced. That. I don't know why. <laughs> I really don't. I think that that rabbit hole is your next step because that's what my next step was. I was never like a really social butterfly, I, and if I was, it always gave me a lot of anxiety. It still does. And I'm more introverted now than I ever was before. But that's because I'm more in touch and grounded more than I ever was before. You know, we're not supposed to know that many people. We're not supposed to have thousands of people liking our Instagram photos, you know? Yeah. Like, you're, you're not supposed to have that. Totally degrounds you, you know? Yeah. So I think that, no, because that was my next step. My next step was getting rid of the social media, getting rid of certain friends and people in my life, getting rid of my environments, getting a better gym like World Gym, right? Moving somewhere else out of the state of which I've had a, a lot of positive, yet a lot of poor experience. Experiences. Mm-hmm. Putting myself in that position where I have to be in that dark room with no sound thinking to myself, you know, yeah, I've done you that have before. to face those I've demons one to one and you have to put yourself in that position. And that was my next step was that spiritual way because that was the only way I could be nice to people when I was you know, out of balance hormone hormonally when I was in that insecure transitional phase where I was just kind of pissed at everybody. You know, it's almost like roid rage. You're just mad at everybody for no mm-hmm. good reason. You start treating your friends poorly. You start treating family. your family poorly. Yeah. Whether they deserve it or not, it's not a good thing to carry. Not a good habit. Not a good routine of behavior. And so that was my next step was that kind of spiritual awakening outside of the grasp of religion was because I was no longer involved with everybody who was very stern with their religious beliefs. So when I eventually got dumped into the deep end where most people don't practice any religion, Mm -hmm. I had to really quickly filter out 
especially because I was in the middle of my weight loss journey at this time. I think I had to really filter out all of the valuables to keep me mentally sane and grounded mm-hmm. while trying to sort all this out in the middle of college, in the middle, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, all these things you're trying to figure out as a young person. It was just a lot. Does this That's, make any sense? It does because before I started my fitness journey, I used to go to church all the time with my family, but we used to put on this like fake persona of like who we were. What, like while you were at church? Yeah, or like who we okay. were. It was like we would fight. And then at church, we would act like we were all cool. So the second you walk into right. church, is mm. like, hi, mom. Hi, dad. Yeah. How you doing? Lovely morning. How you doing, Aaron? How you doing? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, lovely morning. But we were literally Shaking arguing. hands. Pretty much mm. hugging each other. But we were literally just arguing in the car, in the parking lot. So, like, after I started my fitness journey and I got away from the church life, I had to filter a lot about myself. I had to um, literally sit in a room, like you said, mentally fight myself one on one, demon after demon. Sober. Figure out. Basically, got rid of smoking. Got rid of Sober. Drinking, everything. That's the worst part of it. It was. You can't cool. have wine. You can't. You can't have or any sort. Anything. Like, anything I, you I, can smoke I or take or All drink. my social media stuff. The yeah. Anything I kept was my number, of course, because I still. So you did it. a true cleanse. Uh, like, it was literally like I was out a of. The, I was like away from the face of the earth for like two, three months. When I first started, but you weren't blaming it on anything. No, it's not it social is, media's fault. It's not anybody's fault. You were was, making these decisions because yeah, you knew this was the right I path was, for yourself. Let's make that very clear here. It was not very healthy. Clear. It was not a healthy family life. I remember I used to wake up and just from hearing my little brother talk, I just wanted to like strangle him for some reason. I just had the <laughs> anger for no reason. Like I just did not like being in that house with my family for a while, and it was just not fun. And after so much change, I just, like, my parents could see the drastic change of physically, emotionally, mentally, and it was very helpful. So I think to go back to what you were saying, I did inc- I did incorporate spiritually to my fitness life, but I didn't know I was doing you it. You certainly did. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. Now they're it. talking about it? Yeah, because now that when you were mentioning all this, um, everything about it spiritually, I was making, connecting the dots. I was like, oh, shit, how I was before. Yeah. Like with my family, with my friends, everything to what I am now, it's literally a completely one eighty. It's so so such a like two different people. That's so cool that you say that. There's so many people who could probably relate to what you just said. You know, I hope I hope I hope people get something out of it. Because think about it, you went through you went through these experiences. You had this family. You went through the religious experiences. You still are, but now you only now are you truly grasping the fundamentals. Yeah. Of what they try to teach you in first grade when they have you doing like the religious coloring books and all that nonsense. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) They're doing all the weird stuff, and it's like, no, you guys are totally missing the whole grasp of all this, which brings often. And unfortunately, a bad name to a lot of religious people, you know, who do go to the uh, go to church every day, almost like, you know, this is, I don't know where I got this, but my twin brother and I always used to call our gym, which was a really old YMCA uh, that we went to for ever since we were little kids. That's all we had. Mm-hmm. That's it. We didn't have like a really nice world gym or, you know, anything crazy like that. We just had, and it was great. It did what it needed to do. You just prank call people at the gym or? What? No, no, no. We would work, we would work out there and stuff. Ah, exactly. Yeah, we would so I thought yeah. assuming you like prank call, prank call in the gym. No, 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 no. Getting back to what I was talking about, we were f- referred to this um, this place, this YMCA, as our Iron Gym. You know, that's what we referred to it as, the Iron Gym. 
And we would make jokes about it. Like, we would make religious jokes. Not t- uh, bashing on religion. Yeah. But making jokes because we were, we were referring to praying and, like, religious things that you would do to things that you would do in the gym. Okay. And that was our Iron Church. That was our way of kind of transferring from the religious world into that physical world where we are... Because we never were... Like, we were always really athletic kids, but we didn't really start hitting the weights until, like, junior high, coming into high school. And that's when things started to get real. I really wish we could have seen this earlier, but unfortunately, Jordan, we have to wrap this up. I gotta go to work, girls. World Gym's not gonna sponsor me anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, okay. So, listen. Thank you for coming. This was an incredible conversation. Love. Thank you. Please for come on me. again. Yeah. Um, this is definitely gonna be a hit for people who want to personal train with you or get a hold of you. Do you have social media or? Yeah, I have Instagram. You guys can find me at Jordan. Hey, now it's Jordan, but with the hey, Y. Y O R D A N dot Hey Now H E N A O and yeah you guys could contact me there DM me through there it's public people can see all the posts most of my posts are just training and stuff you're on the California and later town ones too right I, I you've been yeah. put, you've been posted on their pages California the yeah. California and later town Maryland um, for uh, can people see you in person because you're at front desk right yeah so I'm a front can desk run and I'm a trainer so people could see me at the learn town at the uh, California one oh dude that's nice well hey man thanks for coming everybody thanks for tuning in I know we were kind of reserved going into this but I really appreciate you coming on and opening up about what you're experiencing and kind of leading me down that rabbit hole with you I really appreciate that man thank you thank thanks you. so I much love having, I love coming here alright man have a great rest of your day thank bye you. everybody